I'm excited to be back. I think we have a really good opportunity to uh, to be a great team to come back, defend the North, and um, you know win championships. I know that's that's what it's all about, and that's what the fans want. This is Lamar's team. The organization is fully behind Lamar. So what I have to try to do is help Lamar. And I understand that, I understand my role in that. I really am like a 26-year-old quarterback. <laughs> so uh, I wanna play you know, well into my 40s. Uh, you know, so that's a, that's a goal for me. Uh, I think I can do it. I think I've taught myself and learned how to stay healthy. Welcome into the lounge. Busy week in the NFL world out in Arizona. Lots of things happening. Replay expansion changes to how pass interference is officiated with replay. That's sort of the focus of the NFL world. But here in Baltimore, we've got some other stuff going on. And that is the extension for quarterback Robert Griffin III. New two-year deal for the veteran backup quarterback. And uh, that's where we are going to start this week's episode. Welcome back into the lounge, Robert. This is the second time that you're stopping by the lounge. We've got Cliff here replacing Ryan. You know, Ryan's on vacation, so Cliff is stepping in. So of course, Cliff, Pitch. you know. Right, right. He's a pitch hitter. I like you, Brad. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Always ready. <laughs> so just, uh, obviously, you're excited to be back here. Take mm -hmm. us through what was going on behind the scenes over the past two, three weeks, because, you know, I think at the end of the year, a lot of us felt like it made too much sense for you to go elsewhere. Right. But then time passes and you're like, okay, we're now a week or two into free agency. Right. Is this going to happen? Is it not? Take right. us, you know, what was going on? Yeah, so right after the season, I had a conversation with my agent and we felt like um, the, the landscape of the NFL uh, this offseason wasn't very, uh, I would say, good for anyone looking for a starting opportunity. Um, most teams were either you know, strapped with a young guy or had a veteran who was aging and weren't really looking for starting quarterbacks. So uh, we felt like if it was going to be uh, in a backup capacity that Baltimore made the most sense. Um, you know, great working relationship with LJ. Um, felt like I've, you know, earned the respect in, uh, of my teammates and the coaches and just a, an offensive system that speaks to my, my skill set. Um, so we, all, we thought all those things were very valuable. Uh, so still just didn't you know work a deal out right away because you never know you did never you basically kind of want to see like all right well let's see what happens with jacksonville for example i'm not saying you talk Correct. to them but like you kind of wanted to see how those things played out yes you know jacksonville tried to trade for me um at the end of the preseason and right before the trade deadline so we knew that that was an opportunity and there'd be a chance if things didn't work out with uh with nick Foles because you know nick played i didn't get to play last year so i understood that um, so we just kind of wanted to wait and see what would happen. Um, had some talks with some teams and, you know, talked with Miami. And I uh, just ultimately felt like those situations weren't, they just weren't good. I'm not looking to go, go somewhere and, and, and be a bridge or, or, you know, be there for a, a season and then go somewhere else. We're looking for stability, opportunity um, that not just presents itself, but is a great situation. And for me right now, Baltimore was the best situation. Um, I think it's good for me to, to be here to, uh, to help Lamar, to help the team in whatever capacity they asked me to help. Um, and that was what was best for my career at this time. So um, I'm excited to be back. I think we have a really good opportunity to, uh, to be a great team, to come back, defend the North, and um, you know, win championships. I know that's, that's what it's all about, and that's what the fans want. 
Uh, and I'm not just saying that because they want to hear it. I know, <laughs> I know the guys in that locker room. That's what we want to do. We want to win championships, but you know, you got to start with one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Now, Robert, it's interesting that you know so many people talk about Lamar and his development. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're only 29 years old. Correct. And a lot of quarterbacks play their best football in their 30s. Correct. So, from your standpoint. What are some of the things you're looking to do with your game right. to play your best football moving forward? Yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, I think it, it, it's not necessarily hand-in-hand uh, hand with, with helping, helping Lamar, but I think that um, uh, showing up every single day, being a pro, uh, you know, teaching him how to do it, whether it's, you know, by me telling him or by me showing him, uh, this is how you, you become a pro, this is how you work on your craft, this is how you study. Uh, those are things that I'm going to continue to do, and those are going to help me get better. I think the reason quarterbacks play their best football in their 30s is because they, they get a, uh, adapted to the game, um, and they have the constant repetition. Uh, so you, now the, the learning part of it is gone. It's just applying it and continuing to applying it and never getting complacent. So, um, you know, I am 29. Uh, I haven't been a full-time starter since 2013, and that's just due to mostly due to injury. Uh, so I feel like at 29, about to be 30, uh, I really am like a 26-year-old quarterback. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I want to play, you know, well into my 40s. Uh, you know, so that's a that's a goal for me. Uh, I think I can do it. I think I've taught myself and learned how to stay healthy. Um, you know, continuing to work on eliminating that 5% of my game that is inherently risky. Uh, I think I've done a better job of that. I think I proved that last year in the preseason by taking care of myself and not taking hits because I played a lot more in that preseason than I ever played in any preseason in my career. Um, and, you know, that'll, that'll probably continue um, uh, this year as well. Right. But uh, to, to answer your question fully, I do think that my, my best uh, years of football are still ahead of me. I proved early on in my career the type of quarterback that I can be, and now I just want to continue to prove that to my coaches, to my teammates, to the fans, uh, to this organization. And, and if called upon to play, uh, be ready to go help the team win. I'm curious, so if you end up, obviously the way the, the offense is, is constructed and, and built right now, it's a run-heavy offense with Lamar. Right. And so when you talk about, like, if you, if you end up stepping in and, and playing games, kind of eliminating the risky part of your game, would you, would the offense look the same? I mean, I feel like, the, like externally there's this feeling of, well, if Robert steps in, the offense doesn't change, it could, be, it could be the same. But I feel like it kind of would look different with you in there compared to Lamar. Um, I think um, when I say that 5% of my game that's risky, I'm not talking about running. Okay. I'm talking about taking unnecessary, unnecessary hits, gotcha. um, you know, getting down, sliding, doing those types of things. I mean, it's no secret that, um, you know, fast. <laughs> you know, <it's>, <laughs> that that it's, is true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no secret that that's just part of, of my game and who I am. And, uh, you know, last year guys were getting on me like, oh, man, you're old. You can't <laughs> run anymore. And then we get into the games and I run and like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be fast till he's 50. <laughs> you know, and, and I get text messages from old teammates and like, man, you, you're going to be able to run forever. And, and obviously you want to be able to do that. But I do think uh, I have developed more as a passer. Um, over the course of my career, which is what's supposed to happen. So it's not a, a pat on the back or anything like that. It's just it comes with playing. Um, uh, coming out of college, I was a, a, a little more prolific thrower uh, than, than LJ was. Um, but I think that I can help him, you know, learn the NFL game the way that it, it, it's spaced and, and how uh, tight windows can be. 
um, to help him improve dramatically. But he's also got a coach for that. He's got we got you know James right. Urban, who's a great coach. We got G Rowe, who's worked with uh, mobile quarterbacks before. We got David Culley now, um, who's seen it and, and done it with a, a variety of, of quarterbacks and wide receivers. So um, I think that uh, the the sky's the limit from that standpoint. But the offense would not change uh, is what I would say. I think that's one of the reasons they brought me back is because I can do those things. Um, I think the emphasis on what we do might change, but that's different from every quarterback. You put five mobile quarterbacks in a room, they're all going to do different things differently. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to all run the exact same. They're not all going to be the same exact speed. They're not all going to throw the ball the same exact way. And I think that's, that's where the, the differences are in my game and Lamar's game. I'm more of a straight-line runner. Um, mm -hmm. I can get you 20, get down. I can break a 70-yarder. But Lamar's more of a shifty runner. Mm -hmm. So he can get you 20, but he might run 40 yards. <laughs> right, you know right. what I'm saying? He's yeah. going to break this way and cut that way. And, cut and, I ha and t typically, I haven't done that in my game um, for a, a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. And when I did, you know, uh, you know, I got banged up a little bit. So my goal has always been to learn from those mistakes and lamar hasn't been caught really too drastically with some of those mm -hmm. you know he missed the end of the uh, he you know got pulled in the atlanta game because of a concussion and missed the last couple plays in the kansas city game but he hasn't really been caught like i got caught by haloti nada right um so i've i've you know <laughs> congratulations on your retirement <laughs> I've, uh, i'm glad this guy's out of the league uh, but I, I've learned from those mistakes and, you know, even to a fault, because in Cleveland, when I got injured, I was trying to get out of bounds and the guy kind of popped up on me out of nowhere and broke my shoulder. So some of these things that have happened are by chance and you can't control those. But the things that I can control, I think I've learned how to do those and still play aggressively. So it's not saying that if I eliminate that 5%, I'm not going to run. I'm gotcha. going to run. It's just going to happen. Guys. <laughs> right. It's just, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I just learned how to protect myself. I've learned how to slide. I've learned how to get down when the play is dead. I've learned how to throw the ball away when, you know, you have to call uncle on that play and still be aggressive, still throw the ball down the field. Even when I played last year, um, you know, we played, I played against Atlanta. You know, I still tried to drive the ball down the field to Smokey Brown. Uh, mm -hmm. down in the end zone right. against Atlanta. I'm not looking to be careful. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not looking to be cautious. That's not, it's never been a part of my game. I'm looking to make sure that when I am aggressive, it's called upon for that play. And in those instances, I can be aggressive and similar to what, what we did in the preseason. Mm -hmm. One thing I wanted to ask you about is a player we acquired, Earl Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, you played a playoff game against him. <laughs> uh, obviously, he's been in the league a while, mm -hmm. and you can see him from a quarterback's perspective. Mm -hmm. What about him are Ravens fans going to like, and what makes him special as a guy that you've played against? Yeah, I played against Earl in college also. So um, mm -hmm. I always told, have, have told Earl and have said it, um, he's a much better pro safety than he was a college safety. <laughs> no, doesn't mean he was a bad college safety. He was really good. Uh, it's just in the Big 12 with the spread offenses and the, the way the hashes are set in college, it's a lot harder to cover that ground. With the tighter hashes, Earl's probably one of the best safeties to ever play the game. He can cover the entire field. I think what the Ravens fans will love about him uh, is just his attitude. He's going to bring that every single day, every single game. Um, you know, him and Weddle uh, very, uh, very dramatically when it comes to just the style of play that they have. Um, Weddle is more of a disguise and surprise guy okay. than, than I would say Earl is. 
Earl can cover ground, and when he sees something, he fires on it. Um, so I think both of them try to model their game after uh, Troy Palomalu. Uh, if you watch, if you ever watch Troy play, he kind of if he saw something and he and he recognized it, he just went. He didn't care. He'd be out of the middle of the field, way over on the sideline. You're like, how did he get there? He was playing middle <laughs> safety. Um, and I think both of them kind of do that, and they study hard, and that's why they're able to do that. Um, but Earl's just a, a, a phenomenal, he's got phenomenal ball skills. Everyone knows he's faster, a faster player than Edub, but uh, they're both great in their own right. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how our defense changes uh, with the addition of Earl uh, because Eric did so much um, right. in whether it was coverage calls or disguises. Um, I haven't practiced against uh Earl before, but I, I did practice against E-Dub for a year, and I played against E-Dub a couple of times in my career. So uh, I'm excited to just see him go out there and work, you know, uh, and just see what how how much he adds to the defense. You mentioned too about him, you know, being a studier, and the one when he came for his signing, I was struck by. I mean, this guy to me looks like no nonsense. Mm -hmm. I mean. <laughs> he barely, he barely like smiled. Like, right, right, right. I'm not saying he was mean. Yeah, okay. it's just like, yo, man. This but dude, don't you want your defensive guys exactly, to be like that? I, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so the room you mentioned also the locker room. It's going to change a lot. Mm -hmm. We've lost a lot of personalities. Yes. Off last year's team. Yeah. Um, is that something we make too much of? Uh, how do you see that playing out? Well, I mean, let me think. Who have we lost? We lost Sis. You know, Eric, CJ, Eric, CJ, Smokey, um, Zedarius, Zedarius. Right. Yeah. So it's like crab, crab. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it's like um, I love those guys. All those guys you just mentioned, they, you know, I know Smokey was only here for a year. Uh, crab was only here for a year. But the rest of those guys, they teach you how what it means to play like a Raven, um, it especially says, you know. I played against Sis. I played against a lot of the bigger names in this in the locker room in my career, and it was an honor to to be in the same locker room with them to kind of feed off of their energy to kind of see how they approached being a pro. Um, so you know, my goal in coming back, I'm not I'm not going to be able to replace any of those leaders. This is Lamar's team. This is uh, you know the organization is fully behind Lamar. So what I have to try to do is help Lamar replace that leadership. Mm -hmm. So, and I understand that. I understand my role in that. And I think Lamar understands that too. Lamar's not a very vocal guy. He's, you know, very, in many regards, similar to me. Just, you lead by example. You go out, you do it, you perform. That's how you gain guys' trust. Uh, and then you speak when you need to. But we're gonna have to uh, replace that leadership. But I don't think it's as, I do think we make a little bit more out of it than we need mm -hmm. to because we have the guys in place to do that. Right. Even if Earl didn't come, you had TJ. Right. You know, these younger guys, Matt Judon, has to replace both Sizz and Zedarius. Zedarius wasn't necessarily a vocal guy, but his production was incredible, yeah. right? Sizz was a vocal guy. You have to be able to replace that, but it's a, you're able to do that in-house. And that's what these guys have been doing for, you know, the last two, three years. Is yep. They've been interns, mm -hmm. you know? They've been interns to understand the concept of play like a Raven, right? I'm the last person to be able to give somebody a dissertation <laughs> about playing like a Raven because I've been here for one year. Right. But in that one year, I had great examples to show me this is what it means. Right. This is how you do it. And I do believe that, I, you know, I just think from the top to the bottom, uh, the organization is set up well to succeed 
post those guys. Right. Those guys added a lot uh, to the locker room, added a lot to the to this team. Um, but the thing they did the best was they gave it back to the guys uh, behind them so that those guys can now step into leadership roles. Uh, because it's no secret, Joe wasn't really that vocal either. Right. You know, Joe, Joe wasn't a vocal, a vocal leader. Yeah, we left him out of the, yeah, yeah. the changes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right, right. Joe, Joe, oh, yeah. Joe, wasn't, Joe wasn't a vocal leader. And, um, you know, I think it, it's never really been that way for this organization that the quarterback has been the voice. Yes. And for the past however many years, it's been Sis. Sis has been the voice. And uh, there will be new voices that step up and speak. Um, and, and the additions that we have, they're championship additions. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're not just replacements. You bring in Earl Thomas, he's won a championship. You bring in Mark Ingram, he's been there, he's done that. He's experienced what it is to be a winner. They know what it looks like. Um, in my career, I've been a part of three division winning teams. Mm-hmm led one of them uh, as a rookie, and I know what it looks like to win. I also know what it looks like to lose. So um, that's what brought me back here, was this organization gives you the feeling that, man, everything we're doing is working towards winning. Yeah. Everything we're doing is working towards winning. So I think they're confident that not only will the guys that are here step into those leadership roles, but the guys that they bring in uh, with a new draft class or if there's more free agents that they sign will also add to that. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens. The other change that was pretty significant is offensive coordinator. Greg Roman obviously has taken over. You mentioned him earlier. Just He's had a lot of success building this type of an offense. Mobile quarterbacks, we know what he did in San Francisco. Went to a Super Bowl there. Um, What do you think about Giro taking over? Giro's great. Um, you know, I, gotta, I have to say thank you to Marty because Marty uh, was there when I came to work out and I threw to Willie Sneed and Michael Floyd. And, you know, after the workout, Marty was one of, you know, my biggest supporters saying, you know, he wanted me to come in. He brought me up. We talked in his office for about an hour and a half. And um, so I have to say thank you to Marty for giving me that opportunity in the organization for, you know, you know, also giving me that opportunity. But Giro, what Giro brings to the table for quarterbacks like myself and Lamar um, is, the ex- is, you know, even, I mean, you can't say Marty doesn't have it. He has it with Michael Vick and Tom McNabb and all these other guys. But Giro's built the offense uh, to where it, what it looked like at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, think that, I don't think that was a secret. Everybody kind of knew that Giro was a run game coordinator and we became, you know, almost, you know, 70% run. <laughs> Right. So, like, right. we, we flipped the tables on the entire league. And, yeah. You know, most of the league is 70% pass, and we said, you know what, we're going to do it different. Right. And, and G-Row was a big part of that, um, along with the rest of the coaches. So um, I'm excited. You know, I got a chance to, to talk to G-Row, you know, now that he's been elevated to offensive coordinator and, and the plans that he has uh, uh, for the offense and, and for the team, I think will be in the best interest of the Baltimore Ravens and, and especially Lamar Jackson. So. Um, that's good. You know, Lamar and I have a similar skill set. I wouldn't say exactly the same, um, but it'll be good for me. And it's part of the reason I came back because I knew that that was going to be in place. I'm, cu- I'm cu- curious on, on this offense. Like one thing that you've heard the criticism, the criticism of this offense is, is it sustainable? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what people say. And they'll point to the Chargers playoff game and say, well, the Chargers figured it out. You know, that was, that was an example that all of a sudden the, the mystery is solved and they figured out this offense. Right. And however, but, but I don't think it's, anywhere near that simple like explain to me from your perspective I'm sure you think that this offense obviously is sustainable but why that is the case um, I think it's uh, first and foremost it's one of the reasons I'm back <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's sustainable because um, 
you have to every offense, whether it's a mobile quarterback or not, you have to have two. You got to have two QBs. So, uh, are we saying that the Rams' offense was figured out because Jared Goff threw more interceptions exactly. than he threw touchdowns exactly. in the playoffs? No, we're not. We're just saying, oh, you know, it's a bad game. So for for us and the Chargers, the Chargers decided to put seven million DBs on the on the field mm-hmm. to try to use their speed and and, and do things like that and, and dare us to throw the ball. Um, so now that we've seen that, we'll have a plan for it. Um, yeah. I, I think whenever something different is presented, people want to shoot it down. It's what I went through early in my career in 2012. We came out, boom, we shocked the league with what? Oh, it's a college offense. No, it really wasn't. We just did everything in the shotgun. We ran the same concept, same West Coast offense. And then in 2013, we didn't win as many games, right? So we're, you know, three. We finished the season, I think, three and 13. When I fin- uh, when I set out the rest of the year, we were three and ten. We just didn't win a lot of games, but I threw for more yards in my second year. Uh, I had a chance to throw for more touchdowns in my second year. The problem was the offense didn't change as much. I wasn't running as much because I had just come off of an ACL, and it wasn't because I couldn't run. It was just because they didn't want to put me in those situations. Wanted to protect you. They yeah. wanted to protect me. It wasn't a request on my part to say I'm a drop back passer mm-hmm. it's like no the, the team wanted to put me in a better situation they didn't want me to run as much so we, we didn't run the, the quarterback as much well here that's not going to be the case you're not going to see Lamar just not run the ball you're not just going to see me not run the ball um, so that's why I think it's sustainable I think it's just like any other offensive if Tom Brady goes out and has a bad game you know people say he's washed up why not because he had a bad game, but because he's older, mm-hmm. right? So what does he do? He just goes along the season, continues to try to get better, try to get better, try to get better, and they win a Super Bowl. That's what, what it's all about. So if we get shut down by a team, it's just move on to the next week, try to get better, try to get better, try to get better, go win a Super Bowl. That's the plan. Uh, I think everybody in the building feels that way, um, and you have to. Um, that's why I'm excited for Lamar, and, and it, it's a big reason why I came back is because I know this organization is fully behind him and what he does best. Um, so if we have a similar skill set, that puts me in a great position as well. If I'm called upon, I know they're not going to change the offense and make me do something that maybe isn't in my best interest. Um, so uh, I think not only is offense sustainable because you have two QBs, it's sustainable because the organization is fully bought into this process and they're not going to overreact from one bad game Um, because it's no secret everyone knows that we didn't play very well in the playoff game Mm -hmm. right Um, but at the same time that could be a catalyst not only to change but it could be a catalyst to say all right we have to find more ways to put the defense in, in bad situations and I think every offense goes through that so um, yeah, I'm biased, obviously, but I do, I do think that um, teams that have struggled don't get the same questions uh, as a team that has an offense that struggles with a mobile QB. I just don't think they get the same questions, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just not seen very often. Mm-hmm. So people don't think it's sustainable because they're just not used to it. Well, you know, hopefully we get a chance to show them that it is. Cool. Losing uh, Smoke and Crab is obviously – no secret, the Ravens probably going to bring in a wide receiver with a draft, free agent, both. Um, from your perspective, there's been talk about the type of wide receiver the Ravens need, particularly <laughs> with Lamar. Right, right. I mean, I'm just curious as a quarterback, your thought on that? I mean, is it better to have a 
big guy, possession guy, speed guy, doesn't matter. Uh, and if you know anything about these guys who are on the draft board, the one that you think might fit. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you who, who will fit on the draft board. Um, <laughs> Because I can't, I can't give away any secrets uh, <laughs> okay. or let people know right. who, who the Ravens would be interested right. in or who we would be interested in. We'll get players. an answer from him off, Mike. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But um, I think that there is no type. I think if you take a take a take the best receiver in the league. Who do you think the best receiver in the league is? Maybe Antonio or Julio. Okay, so take Antonio or Julio. A guy like Antonio doesn't really win based off of size mismatches. He wins with uh, his routes. He wins with his run after the catch. Um, and I think those guys can be successful in any offense. If you go get a guy like Julio, um, I think anybody can throw to him. <laughs> you, go, you, get a, you get a guy like Calvin, I think anyone can throw to those guys, right? right? right. Antonio, uh, played really well, has played extremely well with Ben Roethlisberger, um, but struggled with other QBs because he might not have the same, you know, relationship or camaraderie with, I can't say camaraderie because he didn't feel like he had any camaraderie. (laughs) He didn't have the same relationship or trust from those guys with him and his skill set. But I do think he's, you know, arguably the best. Um, So when you say, oh, you need a certain type of receiver, you need a a guy who's willing to be tough and block and do all these things. I don't think anybody pays wide receivers to block. I think they pay them to catch the ball and to make plays. So when you look at Willie Sneed, Willie Sneed, yeah, Willie Sneed blocks, but we're not, they're not, you know, the organization's not making decisions money-wise on (laughs) Willie Sneed because he's a blocker. They're making decisions because he's tough, because he can make the tough catches. He can control the middle of the field. uh, And those are things that, that he does well. Um, So I don't think it's, it's all about blocking and toughness and, you got to have that Ravens mindset as a wide receiver. I think they want production. Um, uh, and, and so uh, for Smokey, Smokey's my guy. I love Smokey. Fast, you know, plays bigger than, than, than what his height says on, on the depth chart or whatever on the stat sheet. Uh, Smokey wanted, you know, wanted to come back. He got a, a better opportunity to go somewhere else, so he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you have Crab, who, you know, is a veteran guy. Um, but they just, they really just looking for production out of the guys, um, guys who want to be here. I think I saw a coach at the, <laughs> at the owners meeting saying like, yeah, you know, we called a couple guys and they didn't call back. <laughs> <laughs> coach, why would you say that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, right. coach, why would you say that? <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I agree with them. You want guys that want to be, be here. here. Right. And I think, you know, everyone says that, you know, you, you're with your girl, you want her to be here. <laughs> right. You don't want to call her and be like, yo, what's up? You know, I'm over here. And she's like, I'm not calling him back. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. You're not going to be with that person. No. You want to be with the people who want to be here. I know when they called me, I picked up and I talked to them. And I said, yeah, I'd love to be back, right. you know, because it's the truth. And I think that's what they really want. They want wide receivers who want to be Ravens. Where do you find those guys? Usually, if you can't find them in free agency, you find them in the draft. You have no choice. They pick, they pick hey, we're drafting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> right, what right. are you going to say? They're not going to say that. So that's where you can find that talent and you can cultivate that talent. Uh, and I think a guy like, you know, Bobby did a great job with the wide receivers from, from my, from, uh, in my opinion, watching them and, and, uh, and how he's developed some of those guys. And now they've got David Culley to come in and, and, and do that with the new guys. So, um, 
I don't think I, I don't think people should put too much emphasis on what type of guy it is. Right. If you uh, what was the kid who who tore up the combine? Just you know, DK oh, Metcalf. DK, DK Metcalf, Metcalf right? right? So you get DK Metcalf, right? Everyone's comparing him to Calvin, Julio, and all these guys. Well, if right. you bring him in, um, and he and he produces like that, it's not going to be because he just learned how to catch the football. Mm-hmm. It's going to be because he's given an opportunity, uh, and he makes those plays. Uh, Victor Cruz didn't come in as a drafted guy and, and you know, have all the hoopla. He went out and he produced. And I think that's what it is. It comes down to production. And I think the guys that we have right now, even if we didn't add anybody, would produce. Uh, I trust those guys. Um, you know, the Chris Moores, the Willie Sneeds, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jordan Lassley from last year, Jaleel Scott, uh, Quincy. Um, you know, I hope I'm not leaving anybody out. But I think, I think all these it. guys, I think all these guys are, are doing – Working really, really hard. You, you trust them. You know that they're going to make the plays for you. So um, I think we'll be in good hands when it comes to wide receivers. Awesome. Hey, man, we'll appreciate the time. Thank oh, you no so problem. much. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Man. God yeah, bless. Right. Yeah, thank All you. Right. So thanks to Robert and also thank you to Cliff for filling in again for Ryan this week. Uh, Mink is expected to be back next week after he uh, gets done gallivanting around the globe. So hopefully we expect him to be back in the building next week for uh, our podcast and uh, we look forward to that so you guys as always can email the show at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net let us know what questions you have and uh, thanks for listening we'll be back with you next week